Hello, mighty warriors of God, and welcome to MI15. Today is Saturday, March 6, 2021, and this is day 1103 of our journey together. Thank you so, so much for tuning into our podcast. My name is Jackie, and welcome, welcome, welcome to you. So let's go ahead and get started. Father, we honor you with all of our heart, soul, mind, and strength. Thank you so much, my Lord, for creating this day just for us. Help us, Father, to not miss a step in what you have for us in receiving and going forth and being a blessing unto others. Help us to enjoy life to the fullest, Lord, that we will have time, take time out for rest and for play. And Lord, continue to serve and be a blessing to others. I ask, Father, that you will comfort the brokenhearted and heal the sick and bless those who may be in financial need. I ask that you will speak today, that it be all about you and not about me. In Jesus' name, amen. Glory to God, everybody. Thank you again for tuning in. Today's message is by this time next year. (laughs) Yep, by this time next year, whatever that is, God is showing you whatever that is that you have in your heart to fulfill. By this time next year, I believe you will see fulfillment in that area. We're going to be coming out of 2 Kings chapter 4 verses 8 through 37, talking about a woman who went through that very thing. A mighty woman of God. Uh, So let's go ahead and get started. It says, uh, One day Elisha went to Shunem, and a well-to-do woman was there who urged him to stay for a meal. So whenever he came by, she stopped. he stopped there to eat. She said to her husband, I know that this man who often comes our way is a holy man of God. Let's make a small room on the roof and put in it a bed and a table, a chair, and a lamp for him. Then he can stay there whenever he comes to us. One day when Elisha came, he went up to his room and lay down there. (laughs) He said to his servant Gehazi, Call the Shunammite. So he called her, and she stood before him. Elisha said to him, Tell her you have gone to all this trouble for us. Now what can be done for you? Can we speak on your behalf to the king or the commander of the army? She replied, I have a home among my own people. What can be done for her? Elisha asked. Gehazi said, she has no son and her husband is old. So that was like a double jeopardy in a way. She, during those times, if you had no children, you were considered cursed or you know, that that there was a problem. Uh, and then her husband being old, uh, the chances of him producing a, a son uh, was pretty slim. So he says, what can be done for her? Okay, so verse 15, then Elisha said, call her. So he called her and she stood in the doorway. About this time next year, uh, Elisha said, You will hold a son in your arms. No, my Lord, she objected. Please, man of God, don't mislead your servant. 
but the woman became pregnant and the next year about that same time she gave birth to a son just as Elisha had told her and you notice she had a little pushback there it sounds like maybe she was guarding her heart so that she would not be hurt or let down you can tell that that was something that she wanted but she didn't want to be hurt or let down so she had a son at that time uh the child grew, and one day he went out to his father, who was with the reapers. He said to his father, My head, my head. His father told a servant, Carry him to his mother. After the servant had lifted him up and carried him to his mother, the boy sat on her lap until noon, and then he died. She went up and laid him on the bed of the man of God, then shut the door and went out. She called her husband and said, Please send me one of the servants and a donkey so I can go to the man of God quickly and return. Why go to him today, he asked. It's not the new moon or the Sabbath. That's all right, she said. She saddled the donkey and said to her servant, Lead on, don't slow down for me unless I tell you. So she set out and came to the man of God at Mount Carmel. You notice she told no one what was going on not even her husband. She knew it was urgent, but her faith uh, in God uh, allowed her to press on without discussing the matter because she knew that the matter would be taken care of through God. When he saw her in the distance, the man of God said to his servant Gehazi, look, there's the Shunammite. Run to meet her and ask her, are you all right? Is your husband all right? Is your child all right? Everything is all right, she said. You noticed. She did not say, my son is dead. She said, everything is all right. What kind of faith is that, right? That is amazing faith. <laughs> when she reached the man of God at the mountain, she took hold of his feet. Gehazi came over to push her away. But the man of God said, leave her alone. She is in bitter distress. But the Lord has hidden it from me. And has not told me why. Did I ask you for a son, my Lord? She said. Didn't I tell you don't raise my hopes? Elisha said to Gehazi, tuck your cloak into your belt. Take my staff in your hand and run. Don't greet anyone you meet. And if anyone greets you, do not answer. Lay my staff on the boy's face. In the, at that time, uh, Elisha knew what was really going on. But the child's mother said, as surely as the Lord lives and as you live, I will not leave you. So he got up and followed her. She knew she hung on to the man of God. And she said, I am counting on you. I have trust in God for you to do what you are supposed to do. Gehazi went on ahead and laid the staff on the boy's face, but, but there was no sound or response. So Gehazi went back to meet Elisha and told him, the boy has not awakened. When Elisha reached the house, there was the boy lying dead on his couch. He went in, shut the door on the two of them and prayed to the Lord. Then he got on the bed and lay down on the boy, mouth to mouth, eyes to eyes, hands to hands. As he stretched himself out on him, the boy's body grew warm. Elisha turned away and walked back and forth in the room and then got on the bed and stretched out on him once more. 
The boy sneezed seven times and opened his eyes. Elisha summoned Gehazi and said, Call the Shunammite. And he did. Then she came and, and he said, Take your son. She came in, fell at his feet, and bowed to the ground. Then she took her son and went out. She gave thanks and gratitude by laying with her face to the ground, honoring God and thanking God. Her faith blessed her. Glory to God. Point number one, although this woman had no children, which was looked down upon during those days, it did not keep this woman from showing kindness to the man of God and meeting uh, and meeting a need for him. He had an unmet need. She had no motive behind her kindness. It was simply from her care and concern for others. She continued fulfilling her purpose, even though she did not have what her heart desired, and that was a child. Just as God put the Shunammite woman on the heart of the man of God, he will do the same for you. God knows exactly what you've been longing for. You need to continue to trust God, even when it seems like a long way off. The blessing may seem far-fetched. It may seem as though God did not hear you because you see no evidence of it yet. Begin planning for it now. The Shunammite woman planned and, and set up a room just for the man of God. While, while doing so, she was being prepared to receive a great blessing from God because of her obedience in helping others. We are still given an assignment and, and God gives us time to get past whatever our hurts and pains are by crying out to him and, and asking him to help us in that situation. And then God will show you what you should be doing and begin doing just that. Point number two, the woman had faith in God even when it looked like all hope was gone with the death of her son. God blessed her by saying, by giving her son back to her alive and well. How's your faith? Sometimes we may wonder if God heard us because it's taking so long to receive the blessing. Just continue to do what God has called you to do and he will do the rest. He loves you so much. He desires for every single one of our needs to be met. He said he will supply all of our needs according to his riches and glory. That's an awful lot, right? <laughs> he will supply every need. And sometimes the way he does it is different than the way he did it for so-and-so. He may not do it the same way for you. So trusting God, you know, in the way that we should, but not getting disappointed if he doesn't provide it in the way that you had figured it would be provided. It may be totally different. It may have been, in this case, with the son dying, that she would see him when she goes to heaven. A lot of times, God is saying, I need my child now to be with me. And, and, and he will give you all that you need to continue going forth 
and doing his will while you're here on this earth until that day comes where you see your loved ones again. We don't understand why God will have some come to be with him and allow some to stay, but that is God's choice. He knows what's best. And all along, he is going to provide for you and encourage you and strengthen you. I remember uh, a situation occurred and uh, uh, my granddaughter, who uh, was in the second grade at that time, she's now in the fifth grade, and uh, she has a pacemaker and she's had many open heart surgeries when she was born um, and doing just was always doing just fine. Uh, many bouts that she had and God brought her through every single one of them. And one day while at school, uh, walking across the cafeteria floor with her lunch, she fell flat on her face. Lunch spewed everywhere. And everyone in the cafeteria, those, you know, leaders jumped up, ran over to her, and she had no pulse. She had no heartbeat. My daughter was there because it was parent-teacher conference. As a matter of fact, she was like two minutes away from the school when it happened, and they called her, frantic, please come, please come, something has happened. And then my daughter called me, mama, mama, Vea's not breathing. There's no heartbeat, and I'm here at the school. And I said... And I'm preparing to go to a training, uh, a meeting. Uh, I remember it as though it was yesterday with the school board. And I'm in my office and I just began to pray like I'd never prayed before. And then the Lord said, speak life into her. And I asked my daughter to please put the phone on her ear. And she said, I can't go over there, Mama. I, I just can't. And the woman that was with my daughter consoling her said, I'll do it, Grandma, I'll do it. And she took and put the phone on my granddaughter's ear. And I began to pray and speak to her as though she was still living. God's faith and power through the Holy Spirit working through me at that time because it wasn't me. It was God working through me. And I began to say to her, you got a lot more to do. It's time to get up. You've got dance classes to do. You are you are called Jesus girl for a reason. You've got to get it moving. You've got stuff to do. You need to get up right now, you, you know, and praying at the same time. And they were working on her. And there was a defibrillator there in, in the building. And someone got it. And they put it on her on her chest. And it, it, and it, it told her them everything that they should do and how long they should leave that on her chest. And, and they used it and it shocked her back. Even though her pacemaker had become a detached from her heart. And the pacemaker was keeping her heart in rhythm. They said... The woman picked up the phone and said, Grandma, Grandma, we've got a pulse. We've got a heartbeat. And they rushed her to Children's Mercy. And I rushed and got there before them. And I waited. And as soon as she got there, I went in that room with her where the doctors cut her clothes off of her. They worked on her frantically. There were tons of them in the room, nurses and doctors. And I was in that room too. And I was not going to leave. And not once did they ask me to leave. I knew just like that Shunammite woman knew. She had to be right there with that man of God. She trusted in God, and I trusted God 
to do what he said he would do, but I knew my assignment was to be right there. And all along while they're working on her, I'm praying, I'm holding her hand, I'm rubbing her face and speaking to her in her ear. And I said, if I'm in your way, please tell me to move. They said, no, we appreciate you doing what you're doing. And so they induced her, they kept her in a coma, uh, an induced coma for about a month because they said since there was no blood flow to the brain, no oxygen going to the brain, they did not know if she would have brain damage and if so, how much. And uh, they just could not say because it was quite a while. They did not know exactly how long she had been out. But in the meantime, there were all these people in the waiting room. There was her principal, the teachers, the the uh the uh, teachers, uh, the people that helped with aftercare school that were working on her, the nurse from the school. And the principal began a prayer line and calling all of her friends and our family members. Everybody's praying and um, and sharing you know, their love for Savannah. And during that 30 days, we continued the prayer and staying at the hospital and speaking to her and being in there and and bringing familiar things to her uh, in her room. And they uh, told us when they were going to uh, take her out of the coma, they said, now don't be surprised if she doesn't know who you are. She's been on heavy drugs and she will be on, she will have withdrawal symptoms and she may have the shakes for a while And so it may take a while for her to recognize you. So don't be surprised if she if she uh, does not have brain damage. And we said, okay. And uh, first day she did not recognize us and she did have withdrawals and, you know, the shakes. And uh, day two, we walked in that room and she said, hi, Nana. Hi, Pawpaw. And we were just blown away. And we were just in awe at what God did. And they said, she's fine. Uh, They did physical therapy. They did all the different things that they had to do. She was able to go back to school. She was behind. Uh, She's always been in uh, the uh, special uh, ed classes because of, you know, setbacks that she had had all along um, in her life. Uh, but always has done, excelled very well. And God blessed us with our child, our grandchild back. And listen, that 30 days seemed like a whole eternity. (laughs) Um, By this time next year, whatever that looks like for you, whatever that year is for you, know that God is going to provide and he's going to do it in his time And he's going to do it in his way. He wants us to trust him and continue to do his will as you trust him. If you don't know Jesus, that would be the first step. Romans 10 and 9 says that if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. That is the very best gift of all to receive his son, Jesus as Lord and Savior. I love you all so, so much. May the Lord bless and protect you. May his face radiate with joy because of you. May he be gracious unto you, show you his favor, and give you his peace. In Jesus' name, amen.
men. And remember, we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. And please don't forget to check us out on our website, JackieBikesMinistries.org, J-A-C-K-I-E-B like boy, U-Y-C-K-S Ministries.org. Check out the messages and please share them with others. Also, please subscribe to our website by entering your first and last name and your email address and receive the four Greek words for love and learn all about God's special agape love. That love that is never ending. He loves us no matter where we are, no matter what we're doing. And he wants us to do the same. All right, mighty warriors, go forth and make it an awesome day. Fulfilling the purpose that God has given you. And I will talk to you later. Bye-bye.